Pulling up to Mickey D's just for drinks? Oh yeah, that's me. Nothing extra, just perfection and a straw. Coming in hot for the coldest cups on the block. Because there are drinks. Then there are drinks from McDonald's. Mix things up with any size lemonade or sweet tea for $1.49. Perfect with our classic fries. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What does your morning sound like? Goodbye, baby. She's finally asleep. Hi, welcome to McDonald's. Can I get a sausage, egg, and cheese McGriddles? Mmm. Here's to making your morning routine a little better with a delicious breakfast from McDonald's. Mix and match two of your favorites for just $4. The sausage McMuffin with egg and the sausage egg and cheese McGriddles. Prices and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer or combo meal. Single item at regular price. Give me a break. That's what we're going to do, Michael. We're going to be like accountants now in baseball. What's better than this? Guys being dudes here on the Draft Dudes Podcast. I'm Joe Marino of NDT Scouting and the FRS Network, and I'm your solo host today going through the AFC and NFC West talking about the state of these divisions as it stands here in the middle of May as we get closer to OTAs and the start of training camps. Looking forward to running through these rosters and giving you my impressions of these teams. Let's dig into this thing, starting with the Kansas City Chiefs in the AFC West. This is all about Patrick Mahomes taking over as the quarterback, and I really love the job that uh, that they've done here to build around him. First of all, giving him an entire year to sit in Andy Reid's offense behind Alex Smith before he gets a chance to take the reins. Got a little bit of experience in Week 17 last year, but he is surrounded by weapons and a veteran offensive line, an entire group of starters that have experience up front. That's very important. But then also his weapons, Tyreek Hill, Pro Bowler, Sammy Watkins, arguably the most talented wide receiver in the game With if everything's clicking. They've got a Pro Bowl tight end in Travis Kelsey, the NFL Offensive Rookie of the Year in Kareem Hunt. I mean, he's got weapons at tight end, running back, wide receiver, a veteran offensive line, a year of experience, 
And uh, I think it's just an exciting time for this offense to see where it goes. And so obviously it's going to be all about Mahomes, and he's been given a great opportunity here to shine in his first season as a starter. Uh, looking at the defense here, this is uh, it's an interesting defense, right? No more Derek Johnson. And uh, no more Marcus Peters, and you know some of the young guys are going to have to really step up for them. Chris Jones up front is a player that I like, who you know they're going to really uh, rely on here to play major role here on this front in this front seven. You know, needing big time performances from Reggie Ragland, a player that they traded for last year that fits well in this three-four defense, as well as Anthony Hitchens, a player that they threw some money at in, in free agency. And you know, it's going to be about Justin Houston and D Ford really playing to their level. Uh, to their talent level. They've had some injuries in the past, but that's a very potent group of edge rushers. So, you know, that front seven is kind of about some guys stepping up and uh, and performing and, and, and showing that they're healthy. Uh, on the back end, you know, moving on from Marcus Peters, you know, they're not going to replace a player with that type of talent on the field. But, you know, obviously in terms of how he fit that locker room, that was very important and led to them moving on. So, you know, look, there's going to be some challenges here for this team, I think, at cornerback, you know, really relying on guys like David Amerson and Steven Nelson and, you know, even like Keith Reeser probably in, in play for a starting job here. So, uh, you know, Eric Barry's going to be the, the linchpin of that secondary. But, you know, there's a lot of question marks. Obviously, Kendall Fuller, a player that they acquired in that trade from Alex Smith, will play a very valuable role in the nickel. But, you know, by and large, if you look at a secondary as, as having five starters, which I do, two safeties, a nickel, and two boundary corners, you know, I, I don't have a lot of, uh, of great feelings about this group outside of Barry and Fuller. So at three spots, you know, you kind of get nervous about where they are. So they're going to need that pass rush to get home and that front seven to be stout uh, because I think there's some space to be had maybe in the secondary. But Patrick Mahomes, this is your show, and I cannot wait to see how that unfolds here in 2018. Let's move on to the Oakland Raiders. Ten years, $100 million to John Gruden to come out of that Monday night football broadcast booth, and this roster is turning over like crazy. They've released a lot of guys. They've made some peculiar draft picks. Uh, they've they've signed some guys. It's it's just it's just weird, right? But uh, let's look at this roster. I mean, first and foremost, look at their receivers. This is a really good group of receivers: Jordy Nelson, Amari Cooper, Martavis Bryant, Ryan Switzer. I mean, that is a really exciting top four. You know, if you're looking to spread teams out and work the football to a lot of different places, I like their their group of weapons that they have in place for Derek Carr. And then obviously the running back position is going to be this tandem of Marshawn Lynch and Doug Martin. And so you've got you've got what I think is very good skill position players. Jared Cook, he did some good things last year. He'll be prime the primary tight end. Up front, you know, look, this is a really good middle three on the offensive line, Osemele, Hudson, and Jackson. I mean, that's as good of an interior three as you're going to find, but we've got question marks at offensive tackle. Donald Penn, 35 years old, coming off that Liz Frank injury. Uh, and then you've got, uh, it looks like maybe Colton Miller at right tackle, who was the 15th pick in the draft, but, you know, he's he's a player that needs a lot of work. I wasn't really uh, all that high on him coming in right away as a starter. You know, so it, we'll see if he can win that right tackle job. Otherwise, it's going to be Vidal Alexander or Brino Giacomini. And, and, and you know, look, <laughs> that's, a, that's a liability outside when we're talking about these ca- this cast of characters. They've got some young guys in Miller, also Brandon Parker and uh, David Sharp, one of their picks from last year that I like. But, uh, you know, those guys are unproven. So we've got some question marks on this offensive line, which is, has been a, a pretty good strength of this team in the past. Looking at the defense, you know, look, 
I really was disappointed to see Eddie Vanderdos go down with that ACL tear because I thought he was a really nice compliment to Justin Ellis, who's more of a stout player. Gave them a true penetrator. But look, if Maurice Hurst, if everything's okay with him, and uh, you know he can, he's his medicals, you know, doesn't preclude him from playing. He's he's a special talent. He's a first round talent all day long that Oakland got in the fifth round. So. They'll be relying on you know him and PJ Hall and even last year's draft pick Trayvon Hester, a guy that I thought had some some explosive bursts as well and some strength. You know they're going to be relying on some of these young guys to step up. But uh, I don't I don't mind this cast of characters at defensive tackle. Obviously Khalil Mack's a special defensive end, and they'll be relying on this you know this tandem of obviously Bruce Irvin, but Mario Edwards, Tank Carradine. Even Shalik Calhoun, if he can find his way, I liked him coming out of Michigan State. You know, they're still kind of looking for that guy opposite of uh, out of opposite of Khalil Mack to be a consistent pass rusher. They took a chance on Arden Key in the draft. Let's see if that works out. But uh, you know, a lot of names, and, and they definitely need some guys to emerge from that group. Right now, join T-Mobile and get an unlimited family plan with Netflix included, so you can watch in more places than ever before on your phone, tablet, or TV. Plus, buy one Samsung Galaxy S9 and get one free with 24 monthly bill credits. So you and your family can binge your Netflix favorites on your new phones. Call 1-800-T-MOBILE or visit a store today. Unlimited data on their network. Video streams at 480p. Small fraction of customers using over 50 gigs per month may have reduced speeds. If you cancel balances due, well-qualified customers, full price, 720 plus tax. Finance agreements required. Netflix for two screens. Terms apply. Right now, join T-Mobile and get an unlimited family plan with Netflix included so you can watch in more places than ever before on your phone, tablet, or TV. Plus, buy one Samsung Galaxy S9 and get one free with 24 monthly bill credits so you and your family can binge your Netflix favorites on your new phones. Call 1-800-T-MOBILE or visit a store today. Unlimited data on their network. Video streams at 480p. Small fraction of customers using over 50 gigs per month may have reduced speeds. If you cancel balances due, well-qualified customers, full price, 720 plus tax. Finance agreements required. Netflix for two screens. Terms apply. Looking at this uh, this linebacker group, to hear Whitehead, Emmanuel Lamar, and they brought in Derek Johnson, you know, Markel Lee, they're probably relying on. I don't love this linebacking core. It was a position that I thought they would address in the draft, but you know, obviously they went with offensive tackle instead with some of their early picks. Uh, the secondary, they got a lot of talent, right? Like a lot of draft picks, Obi Melifonwu, Carl Joseph, guys that just need to stay healthy. Gary and Conley, you know, if those guys are healthy, they're super talented, but, you know, that's been a struggle so far for these guys. Uh, and they've got a cast of other characters at the other corner spot, Leon Hall, Sharice Wright, Rashad Melvin, Daryl Worley, all these guys are in the mix opposite. So there's a lot of names uh, there's some veterans with some experience that they're going to have to fill, you know, the nickel spot as well as one of the boundary corner spots. But, uh, you know, I really like what Gary and Conlin can be, Carl Joseph, Obi Melifonwu, and they still have a couple of vets at safety in Reggie Nelson and Marcus Gilchrist. So, you know, this isn't a bad secondary. It just needs needs to fit together and get on the same page because you got a lot of different players that are in their first year working together and uh, some younger guys as well. So finding the right mix is the challenge in the secondary, although they think they have plenty of names. So uh, I think this is a potent offense as long as, you know, John Gruden still knows how to coach offense. We'll see. He hadn't coached in a while. But, um, you know, the defense is something where I think there's a lot more question marks, and we'll see how that comes together. Paul Gunther, now the defensive coordinator there, we'll see what he can do with this group. Let's look at the uh, Los Angeles Chargers. Really made some great strides in their first season with Anthony Lynn, and, you know, Phillip Rivers is still playing pretty good ball. And uh, 
I'm excited about some of the guys they have coming back on offense. Obviously, you know, Mike Williams, their top 10 draft pick from last year, complimenting Keenan Allen and Tyrell Williams at wide receiver, forming a pretty good trio. Uh, but Mike Williams kind of being becoming, you know, a playmaker for this offense is going to be important uh, in 2018. And then on the offensive line, getting Dan Feeney, uh, and Forrest Lamp back in the action. I know both, you know, Lamp basically missed the entire season. Feeney missed some time as well. Adding to Mike Pouncey, who they brought in at center. I like that, the, the potential of that interior trio on the offensive line. Obviously, Russell Okung still playing left tackle. Joe Barksdale looks like he's going to be the right tackle. So they've got a pretty decent starting front five. Some young guys that I think are going to emerge. I really liked Lamp, and I really liked Feeney coming out of the draft last year. So I think they got some young talent on that offensive line. Melvin Gordon, obviously, the focal point of the running game. Um, on defense, you love this pass rush, man. Melvin Ingram, Joey Bosa coming off the edge. And... uh They've got some question marks at defensive tackle opposite of Corey Legit. I uh, thought that would be something that they would address more in the draft. They, you know, they brought in Justin Jones, uh, but uh, it, that could be a potential weakness. This team really struggled to stop the run at times last year, uh, and so they didn't really do much to improve that up front. Uh, unless you know Justin Jones really takes a major step forward and Brandon Mebain steps up, you know they're going to need that to stop the run better. Uh, this coming season, all of their linebackers are free agents next year. You know, their starters, Hayes Pollard, Kyle Emanuel, Denzel Perryman. So they brought in the Nuoso. He's going to be so interesting. He was their second round pick and you know, he's a player that played on the line at USC and he's going to have to play more in a stand-up role uh, in this uh, 4-3 defense that Gus Bradley employs. And so be interesting to see how he fits in and how he comes along. They, they, invested fairly high in him, so they think he can start. Obviously, Jatavis Brown's a player that I like a ton, so I'd like to see him get more of a chance to get some reps here. This secondary is better than people think it is, and they added uh, Derwin James to it. And so, uh, you know, look, they got Casey Hayward and, and Jason Verrett outside. Uh, Desmond King is kind of their nickel and, and can do some different things lining up in some different places. And then Derwin James and Adrian Phillips at safety is a really good tandem with Jalen Watkins and Jaleel Adaihi. Uh, as uh, as depth, and they still have Rashawn Jenkins and Kaiser White. That's that's one of the better safety tandems or safety court. They got five, they're five deep at safety with guys that I like. So this is a good secondary uh, and an overall pretty good team. You know, this is it's interesting because if everything goes right, maybe they can win ten or eleven games. But you know, they're probably their floor is seven seven or eight games. So you know, let's see if if things go their way. But you know, San or Los Angeles, excuse me, is a team that you know is definitely going to be a competitive team. In 2019, moving on to the Denver Broncos, Case Keenum. (laughs) That's the guy. That's the guy in Denver. I think that John Elway likes him a lot more than people think. Uh, You know, I'm starting to see, you know, even even after they signed Keenum, people were still mocking Denver quarterbacks at the number five pick. And then, you know, even some of the early mocks that I see for next year, I'm still seeing, you know, quarterback as a a possibility for for Denver. But I really think Case Keenum's the guy that they want to roll with for a bit here. And if he plays like he did in Minnesota last year, he'll be a great quarterback for them. But uh, replicating that success is going to be the challenge for Keenum. He's got plenty of weapons. Demarius Thomas, Emmanuel Sanders, Cortland Sutton in the second round. He was my wide receiver one. They've got Carlos Henderson coming back from injury to go with Deshaun Deshaun Hamilton, who's a tremendous route runner. So this is a, a... very potent group of weapons at receiver for Case Keenum. Uh, running back, not so great. Do not love this tandem at all. Devontae Booker and Royce Freeman, they cut C.J. Anderson. 
and, and really are relying on this this duo of Booker and Freeman to carry the load back there. Maybe D'Angelo Henderson can give them something. I'm not sure, but this is probably one of the worst three, four, five running back tandems in the NFL. They've made some strides on this offensive line with with Garrett Bowles, uh, you know, but uh, by he, I think he's locked down that left tackle spot. But you know, I don't love the rest of this offensive line. I still think there's some holes there. And uh, it was something that I thought they could address in, in the draft, and, and they still haven't. So uh, still some question marks on the front five with a poor running back tandem and a and a quarterback in his first year that's expected to, you know, perform based on that contract they gave him. So, you know, I can, I can see that offensive line being something that they attack, uh, you know, next offseason pretty heavily. On defense, you got to love the idea of uh, – of Bradley Chubb rushing the passer opposite of Von Miller. That is a potent duo, obviously, outside of playing quarterback and, and having great quarterback play, being able to affect quarterback play is so important. And these guys got Chubb and Miller, which can be a special duo of pass rushers. And uh, they got some big dudes up front in, in the middle here with Damatapeco and, and Adam Gostis. And those guys are, are good good for plugging lanes. And Derek Wolf's a good football player as well. So they got some talent in this front four or front three, front four, you know, they mix it up. There's some multiple schemes there at linebackers. Not great. You know, <laughs> off ball, Brandon Marshall's okay. They drafted Josie jewel. Todd Davis looks like he can be getting some reps. So this is a team that is going to need someone to emerge here at, in this linebacking core to solidify things behind a pretty good, you know, front. And then it's in the secondary, probably one of the strengths of this team you know, bringing back Bradley Roby and Chris Harris. But Aqib Tlaib is no longer in the picture. They're going to be relying on Justin Simmons to continue to emerge at safety. Darian Stewart, hit or miss player in my opinion. So uh, not not necessarily, you know, the days when they had Tlaib and, and Harris and uh, yeah, TJ Ward and these guys. It's not that same secondary, but uh, they still got some players back there. Obviously this defense to me is about Chubb and it's about Miller getting after the passer. Let's move on to the NFC side of things. Let's start with the Los Angeles Rams. Uh, this is a team that is loaded everywhere. Um, they, they've done such a great job of, of building around Jared Goff on this offense, you know, bringing in Brandon Cooks, bringing in Robert Woods last year, drafting Cooper Cup and, and Josh Reynolds, who could really surprise some people this year. So his weapons, his outside weapons are, are really good. Farrow Cooper's a good wide receiver as well. So there's a lot of talent for him to throw the football to in this timing-based offense that Jared that uh, uh, Sean McVay employs here. Good offensive line, not a whole lot of weaknesses there. Andrew Whitworth was a tremendous addition, and if he can still still play at the level that we're used to seeing him play at, that would be great. And they've been, they invested here for the long term on this offensive line with some of the draft picks. Jamil Demby, Joseph Nopum, Brian Allen. I like all three of those players as potential guys that can challenge, provide depth, and become eventual starters. So I love you know that they have a veteran group right now, but they've got some young guys waiting in the wings uh, to step in and provide quality depth right away. So really good job being forward-thinking with this this offensive line. Todd Gurley, you know, certainly he if he plays like he did last year, he's going to be a perennial MVP candidate. I mean, tremendous season. Uh, and uh, he really fits so well with Sean McVay's offense and how he complements the passing game and runs behind this offensive line. Not a lot of depth at running back, although I love the John Kelly pick. You know, I, I think that John Kelly's a guy that can catch the football, run inside and outside, which is something that, you know, I can see him easily beating out Malcolm Brown and Justin Davis and becoming the number two back in Los Angeles very, very soon. On defense, 
Aaron Donald and Tom and Kong Sue, the defensive tackles. I mean, get out of here with that. <laughs> That's ridiculous. And they add, you know, Matt Longacre, who's a really good uh, edge, you know, it's kind of a, a run stopper. And then Michael Brockers, who's an outstanding football player. And so, you know, this, this front is just stacked. And then you know, they added Ogbanya Okoronku, who I think is a perfect complement to being able to be that finesse, speedy uh, rusher around the edge. And they're going to just going to be able to penetrate from from everywhere with with the guys that they can throw at an offensive line. Uh, Dom Easley, let's see if he can come back and give them something. Ethan Westbrook's a guy that's always flashy, has battled some injuries. Samson Ekibon, uh, he's a player that's extremely athletic. That it looks like he could win a starting spot. So there's a lot of athletes. There's a lot of elite football players and Sue and Darnold. Uh, in this front, and it's going to be tough for for opponents. Good luck uh, to the quarterbacks that face these guys. You know, linebackers Bryce Hager, Mark Barron. You know, they'll longer have Alec Ogletree here. Uh, they're going to be really relying on on those guys up front to to get penetration and these guys to clean up stuff behind him. Uh, you know, Romick Wilson's a guy who can probably steal some some reps there as well. This, the corner tandem, Marcus Peters, Aqib Tlaib. I mean, that that's a special duo. And then Nickel Roby Coleman, who's an outstanding corner with John Johnson and Lamarcus Joyner as their safeties. I mean, this team is, is pretty well stacked everywhere. Uh, I mean, this team is primed to compete for the NFC Championship, in my opinion. There's not a lot of holes, and uh, they've got elite talent at pretty much every spot. So the Los Angeles Rams, it is a good time to be you. Let's look at the Arizona Cardinals. Got QB1, Josh Rosen. Man, I love that. And I love how they built around him right away with getting Mason Cole, who I think can be a fixture on this offensive line in time. And Christian Kirk, who you know I think will be a very valuable receiver, slot receiver possibly for uh, Josh Rosen. So going ahead and getting him kind of some of the building blocks that I think will be part of the long-term solution of this offense. But otherwise, this offense, is pr- this, this offense, this roster is pretty poor. It's going to be a process here for Steve Wilkes, uh, and company here to get this thing right, and hopefully they have a, a a relatively long leash because the talent on this roster is very underwhelming. Obviously, David Johnson coming back is going to be big, but you know he's been susceptible to injuries lately, and and if he's healthy, he's one of the best two or three running backs in the league probably. But he needs to be healthy, and and his offensive line is is really underwhelming. I mean, Andre Smith, DJ Humphreys is not a not an ideal tandem at offensive tackle. Humphreys has just struggled throughout his entire career. And then uh, this middle, this middle interior offensive line with with uh, Mike Upati and Justin Pugh is pretty good at guards, but uh, AQ Shepley as my center is not something that gets me too excited. So you know I think they have two spots solidified with three that are major question marks on the offensive line, and then you know the receiving core, Larry Fitzgerald's still getting it done, but you know outside of Christian Kirk, there's not a lot of long term excitement here for this group. Uh, Chad Williams, he needs to be. He needs to really step up and be that boundary guy opposite Fitzgerald so that Kirk can work from the spot, from the slot. Maybe Bryce Butler will give them something. But, you know, this this by and large is an underwhelming group of, uh, of receivers for Sam Bradford, who will probably start the season, and then Josh Rosen, who's the, the successor and the, and the future franchise quarterback. Uh, on defense, man, they're going to really need Robert M. Kimdichie to come along here. He's It's time. You know, he's, he's had a couple years in the league of, of not doing a thing. And, uh, you know, they, they need him. They're going to need him to really become a playmaker for them up front. Uh, you know, Chandler Jones still playing at a high level. He, he's a big piece for them in, in, the, in terms of the pass rush and doing some versatile things. And But, you know, the rest of this defense, you, know, you look at Buda Baker, he's interesting about what he can be as a versatile defensive back. You like Harris, uh, Hassan Reddick 
as a, as an off ball linebacker, but there's holes everywhere else. You know, I, I just don't see a lot of, of long-term promise from this defense. So, you know, a lot of work to do here for Steve Kime and, and Steve Wilkes. I don't expect much from this team, uh, you know, in, in 2019 but or 2018, but they've got their quarterback. They've got some pieces on defense and Baker and uh, uh, Hassan Reddick. And, and so, you know, they got a few building blocks, but this, this to me is going to be a process here in Arizona to get things right. Moving on to the San Francisco 49ers, who were, you know, one of the hottest teams in the NFL to close out the year last season and, you know, getting Jimmy Garoppolo locked up long-term to go with Kyle Shanahan. And it's just, a, this, this, it's been a, it's been a quick turnaround here. Just, just as quick as he got inserted into the starting line, uh, starting lineup. And, um, you know, they went out and prioritized getting this offensive line, right? I think Weston Richburg was one of the biggest acquisitions of any, of any player at any position for any team this offseason. I think he's going to be so valuable for Garoppolo and Shanahan uh, moving forward. I did an article on his his impact for FanRag Sports, so go check that out if you if you want to hear more of my thoughts on Richburg and what he can mean to this team. But, you know, Joe Staley and Mike McGlinchey, their first-round pick, looks like that's going to be an outstanding uh, pair at tackle. And then Lincoln Tomlinson and Josh Garnett are super powerful dudes that can create space in the run game. So I like the makeup of this offensive line right now. And, um, you know, they could, they can certainly get more depth there, but I'm not mad about the starters. You know, receivers are interesting. If, if Pierre Garcon can come back and be productive this year, you know, I, I like what he gives them. But, you know, then, then they got a, like a bunch of slot receivers, in my opinion. Trent Taylor, Marquise Goodwin. Those guys are better inside guys. Even Richie James. Dante Pettis they targeted and went moved up for. So I think that it's going to be important for him to relatively quickly become a boundary guy so that those other so those other receivers can work from the slot where they're better utilized. Uh, Jarek McKinnon, they gave him some big money to be their starting running back, and so that'll be the case there. And, and you know, with Joseph Williams and Matt Breida, who actually had some, some quality time last year as a backup to Carlos Hyde, uh, I think that there's some potency in this running back, uh, you know, trio, but not necessarily a lot of uh, sustained production. So we'll see how that goes. Uh, George Kittle is a tight end that I think is really fun. I'm excited about him in this offense. On, on defense, you know, they they really need some of these uh, these big, these high draft picks to step up in this defensive line, Solomon Thomas, Eric Armstead. Those two guys were high picks, and, and they need to really take their game to the next level this year. Um, Earl Mitchell, DeForest Buckner inside, that's a good duo with some good depth in DJ Jones. Uh, as well. Ronald Blair is a versatile player who I like all the different things that he can do for this, this year defense Um, at linebacker, Ruben Foster, you know, he's got to come back and and show that he can be a reliable football player and focus on football and not have these distractions off the field. If he's, you know, if he's right, he's a special football player, a guy that I think could be one of the best five players at his position in the league, but he's got to keep his head screwed on right so that he's not getting in trouble and he can be available for his, for his teammates. Fred Warner was a draft pick that I like a ton. I really like what he can do potentially as a Sam or a Will. I think he's versatile to play either spot outside and give them a, a nice pairing and, and Foster and Warner to really anchor the second level of this defense. I think it was a really good pickup to get Richard Sherman to compliment Akello Witherspoon on this defense. And uh, it's going to allow Jimmy Ward to play, Hopefully some more nickel, more slot stuff. And then, you know, our Jarkisky, start, Jarkisky Tart, excuse me, uh, who they just signed to an extension. So someone needs to step up at that other safety spot. Uh, it, you know, because I, I don't necessarily love Jimmy Ward as a safety. I think he's better as a nickel. 
but then they have Kawan Williams. So there's some interesting situations to sort out there, but they've got some talent. Don't love the depth of this secondary, but otherwise their starters seem to be fine. But uh, San Francisco is certainly a team on the rise, and you know with the way they finished last season, I'm sure expectations will be pretty high uh, in their full off season together with Jimmy Graham, Jimmy Garoppolo, and and Kyle Shanahan with some improvements on this roster. Seattle Seahawks, this is one of the most interesting teams in the NFL. You know, they've had so much success over the last seven or eight seasons, and you know, they've they've kind of hit the reset button here. They've they've got new coordinators, they've released <laughs> you know so many of their of their important players and traded away some of their important players, guys that have been fixtures on this team and you know, there's a lot of a lot of new faces here on this roster and you know, you feel bad for Russell Wilson because he's going to have to shoulder more of the load than he ever has if this team's going to be a competitor, which they've which they've been. And so it's kind of peculiar to me how they've went about this offseason. Obviously, the offensive line continues to be a concern. Um, similar cast of characters that we're used to. You know, maybe Ethan Pokic can step in and, and solidify that left guard spot. But Effetti's been a disappointment. Fluker, he's been a disappointment. Dwayne Brown, he needs to be healthy. Justin Britt's been okay. But, you know, the way that this, this group works together has been really underwhelming. And so everyone needs to play better, and, and, and they, need to be, they need to be more consistent because Russell Wilson is running for his life far too often. Uh, the receivers are pretty underwhelming as well. You know, they Philip Dor- or, uh, Tyler Lockett's back in the, in the mix here, Doug Baldwin, but uh, Jermaine Curse and – is, is no longer in the fray here. That's actually not a new thing, but, you know, it's a different cast of characters. Paul Richardson also was not retained. So got some, some new bodies here that are going to be relied on and, you know, not necessarily a not necessarily a top-tier trio here. You know, Doug Baldwin is a good football player. Tyler Lockett's potent, but, you know, they don't really have another guy here that gets you overly excited when you look at this depth chart. And, you know, right now they're tight end. They're starting tight end slated to be, you know, Nick – Nick Vanett, who I like, but you know, I just don't see a lot of potency in this, in this, in these, in these weapons at tight end or receiver for Russell Wilson. Rashad Penny, their first round pick, believe it or not, first round pick Rashad Penny. Uh, that's going to be important. He's going to have to really prove himself right away behind uh, an offensive line that's not really played well together. And so, you know, Seattle's been best when their rushing attack has been anchored by Marshawn Lynch, and so. Penny needs to come in and, and establish himself and solidify this position because obviously this rushing attack is super important to Seattle's offense. But, you know, Penny's a player that I thought would be available later in the draft that they took him in the first round. So, you know, he's got a lot of expectations to fill. On defense, you know, no longer have Richard Sherman and Michael Bennett and Sheldon Richardson wasn't brought back. And so we got a lot of things going on with this defense, but, uh, They've got some names here, you know, Nas Jones, Jerron Reed's a, a nice tandem at defensive tackle that I think is, has a lot of potential, and they brought in a couple of veterans and Shamar Steven and Tom Johnson to back them up. So I really like that that rotation of those four guys and then brought in Puna Ford as an undrafted free agent who, you know, could provide some, some quality depth as well. Frank Clark uh, is going to be really important for this pass rush, and then they're relying on guys like Deion Jordan and maybe even Marcus uh, – Marcus Smith and Rasheem Green, a player they took relatively high in the draft. So they're going to need some guys to step up and, and provide some pass rush here with Michael Bennett and Cliff Averill no longer in the in the mix as well. Maybe even Barkevius Mingo. These aren't these aren't necessarily the players I would want to be relying on for my pass rush. So that's going to be a question mark for this team. Bobby Wagner is a special football player at linebacker. 
uh, KJ Wright, good, decent, you know, decent duo there in the middle. But, uh, you know, by and large, it's going to be about some guys emerging as edge rushers to to get after the quarterback. And both of the safeties are still intact here with the, uh, I guess, the former Legion of Boom and Cam Chancellor and Earl Thomas. Shaquille Griffin looked like he could be a player for them at one corner spot. But with Richard Sherman no longer in the fray here, they're going to need someone to step up at that other boundary spot. So got some question marks on this defense, which has typically been one of the strengths of this team. Uh, and then the question marks continue on this offensive line until they prove otherwise. But, uh, you know, they still got some elite talent in Earl Thomas. They've still got Russell Wilson, and uh, that's going to give them a chance. But by and large, this is probably the least talented Seattle Seahawks team we've seen in a long time. So this this division's probably all about the Los Angeles Rams, and, you know, San Francisco may be their biggest threat. But, you know, Seattle's probably looking like the third-place team and Arizona pulling up the rear. So, uh, we'll see how that unplays, but that's kind of how I see it unfolding as of now for the a- AFC West. Ah, who do I think is going to win that division? That's pretty tough. I think Kansas City has the most potential if Mahomes pans out. Uh, you know, again, with Denver, if Case Keenum can kind of step in and, and give them quality play like he gave Minnesota last year. Oakland's interesting, but I can see them kind of being a middling team. And the Chargers probably are a team that should be in the mix. So that's a, a team as, as a winner, potentially, the Chargers, I mean. So that's a division that I think there's going to be a lot of parity. It's going to be a tight race. I do think that the Raiders are going to be kind of looking up at those other three. Uh, but, you know, look, if Mahomes, if Mahomes comes on, then it's going to be game over because that is a potent group of weapons that he has. That's going to do it for today on the Draft Dudes Podcast. I hope you enjoyed this overview of the AFC and the NFC West divisions. That will conclude our series. We've looked at the North, South, East, and West from both the AFC and NFC to kind of talk about the state of those divisions and where they are as we get closer to OTAs, as we get closer to training camp, and, of course, the regular season. We're not going away, folks. Make sure you hit that subscribe button and leave us that five-star rating on iTunes or whatever podcast medium you listen to. It's been a pleasure. Kyle and I will be back for you soon to get into some film work on the 2019 draft class. Until then, I'm signing off. Thanks for listening. Right now, join T-Mobile and get an unlimited family plan with Netflix included so you can watch in more places than ever before on your phone, tablet, or TV. Plus, buy one Samsung Galaxy S9 and get one free with 24 monthly bill credits so you and your family can binge your Netflix favorites on your new phones. Call 1-800-T-MOBILE or visit a store today. Unlimited data on their network. Video streams at 480p. Small fraction of customers using over 50 gigs per month may have reduced speeds. If you cancel balances due, well-qualified customers, full price, 720 plus tax. Finance agreements required. Netflix for two screens. Terms apply. Right now, join T-Mobile and get an unlimited family plan with Netflix included so you can watch in more places than ever before on your phone, tablet, or TV. Plus, buy one Samsung Galaxy S9 and get one free with 24 monthly bill credits so you and your family can binge your Netflix favorites on your new phones. Call 1-800-T-MOBILE or visit a store today. Unlimited data on their network. Video streams at 480p. Small fraction of customers using over 50 gigs per month may have reduced speeds. If you cancel balances due, well-qualified customers, full price, 720 plus tax. Finance agreements required. Netflix for two screens. Terms apply. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.